O'Reilly here, Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. President Biden says it's time for Governor Cuomo to resign. Florida, the worst place in the country for COVID. Mayor de Blasio mandates vaccine passports for those in New York. Illegal border crossings at a 20-year high. New study shows the average millennial drowning in debt. Also ahead, Kamala Harris's plan to stabilize the southern border. But first, the president calling on Governor Cuomo to resign from office after the New York Attorney General released a report on allegations of misconduct. Said Biden, quote, I think he should resign. I understand the state legislature may decide to impeach, but I don't know that for a fact. Mr. Cuomo denies any wrongdoing but has few allies. His political career seems to be over. Florida, now the worst place in the USA for COVID. Health officials in the Sunshine State confirming more than 20,000 new cases every day. 10,000 Floridians currently in the hospital. Higher than any other point in the entire pandemic. 95% of those in the hospital are not vaccinated. Big Apple Mayor de Blasio unveiling new rules requiring everyone to show proof of vaccination before entering public buildings. The regulations apply to all restaurants, bars, gyms, entertainment venues. The program called Key to NYC goes in effect August 16th. Fun City is no longer fun. More than 200,000 migrants illegally crossed into the USA in July, the highest figure in two decades. About 10% were unaccompanied minors. The number of people stopped at the border each month has been rising steadily since Joe Biden's inauguration, and the president is clueless in stopping the madness. We'll prove that coming up. New study from Chase Bank says the average millennial has nearly $30,000 in debt. Biggest factor, college tuition, of course. The number of households with student debt doubled between 2001-21. Median income for younger Americans these days, about $55,000 a year. In a moment, wait till you hear Vice President Harris's border plan. Right back with that. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, stopping border madness. As you may know, President Biden issued an executive order destroying 
President Trump's Remain in Mexico policy. He did that on his first day in office. Now, the Remain in Mexico policy had stopped masses of people from illegally breaching the southern border. Biden's order has led to a total collapse down there, a breakdown of security, as an estimated 1.5 million migrants will encounter Border Patrol this year alone. On July 29th, Kamala Harris released an 18-page report on how the Biden administration plans to solve this massive problem. The report was largely ignored by the pro-Biden press because it is, well, absurd. Vice President Harris has no real interest in solving illegal immigration, but she was forced by the president to put out a program called Five Pillars. And here they are. Pillar number one, addressing economic insecurity and inequality. That's it. That's the pillar. Well, Central America and Mexico are poor. They always have been poor. So what is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris going to do to reverse that? No one in hundreds of years has been able to reverse that. Pillar number two, combating corruption, strengthening democratic governance and advancing the rule of law. Okay, again, how will that happen in Mexico? when drug cartels control the entire country and have for decades. What exactly is Biden and Harris going to do to combat corruption in Mexico and Central America? We don't know. Pillar three, promoting respect for human rights, labor rights, and a free press. Okay. Pillar four, Countering and preventing violence, extortion, and other crimes perpetrated by criminal gangs. Well, how? How will you do that? Set up an American FBI in those countries? We can't even control crime in our country. And pillar number five, combating sexual, gender-based, and domestic violence. Okay. So this is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's insulting. Unless Kamala Harris has a magic wand, none of that will happen. No matter what the USA does, we cannot run the Central American countries in Mexico. Get it, Miss Vice President? I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. And I hope you'll check out my book, Killing the Mob. You'll like it. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, 
the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Forty years ago this week, President Ronald Reagan fired more than 11,000 air traffic controllers who ignored his order to return to work. The nationwide strike and subsequent dismissals changed air travel forever. Here is the story. On August 3, 1981, roughly 13,000 air traffic controllers went on strike after negotiations with the federal government failed. The workers wanted a $10,000 raise and a reduced work schedule. Across the country, some 7,000 flights were immediately canceled. That same day, President Reagan called the strike illegal, threatening to fire any controller who refused to return to work. The president believed public safety workers had no right to strike and endanger the population. He cited Calvin Coolidge, who took a similar approach when the Boston Police Department walked out in 1919. Said Ronald Reagan, quote, They, the air traffic controllers, are in violation of the law, and if they do not report for work within 48 hours, they have forfeited their jobs and will be terminated. On August 5th, an angry Mr. Reagan carried out the threat. The federal government began firing thousands of air traffic controllers who did not return to work. In addition, the president declared a lifetime ban on rehiring any of the strikers. The dismissal grounded thousands of flights until military air controllers were brought in to fill the void. It took 10 years, 10, for overall staffing levels to return to normal. And here's something else you might not know. President Reagan's decision to fire federal employees is regarded as one of the most important events of the 20th century. Following the president's crackdown on unions, many large corporations followed suit. They began firing strikers. So, 40 years after Reagan's decision, the number of workers participating in walkouts is less than 2% of what it had been when President Reagan fired the controllers. Organized labor to this day, despises Ronald Reagan. But some Americans believe he did the right thing and got labor under control. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.